and he lives 377. I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives salvation to impart you ask me how I know he lives he lives within my heart amen and I'll just turn a couple pages over to 361 361 he's the lily of the valley amen I have found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I see. All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow he's my comfort, in trouble he's my stay. He tells me every care on him to roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He all my griefs has taken and all my sorrows for. In temptation he's my strong and mighty tower. I have all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart and now he keeps me by his fire. Though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me sore, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me, while I live by faith and do his blessed will. Wall of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear. With his manna he my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face, where rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Amen. Okay, there we go. Something's... All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. 
Lord, thank you for bringing us safely back, and Lord, just ask that you would bless this service, each part of it, that you would be honored and glorified in it. Lord, we pray that we would sing as unto you, because you're the one to whom we should be singing. Lord, we just pray that in the children's church, and Lord, in each part of the service this morning, that we would work together to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now let's turn to page 796. 796. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. 796. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made, when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace, he did proffer, he saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Amen. Sing it out. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole My sins were washed, my sins were washed away And my night was turned to day Heaven came down and glory filled my soul Now I have a hope Now I have a hope that will surely endure After the passing of time I have a future I have a future in heaven for sure There in those mansions of line And it's because of that wonderful day When at the cross I believe Riches eternal and blessings supernal From his precious hand I receive Heaven came down and glory filled my soul when at the cross the Savior made me whole, made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Amen. And now let's turn to page 801. 801. How great thou art. Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, thy power throughout then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, when through 
forest glades I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God is Son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings, let me hear you. So, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art. At this time, we'll have all the children, 11 and under, dismissed to the children's church, and we will sing that last verse. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Amen, and you may be seated. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Psalm 8. Psalm chapter 8. It is good to be home again, and... Uh, we traveled just a little over 7,000 miles since we saw you last. And uh, so if I grab a hold of the pulpit and start turning it like a steering wheel, you'll know why. Uh, it seems that's all I've been doing for the last uh, three weeks. And uh, we uh, praise the Lord for a safe journey. Uh, pray for Julia, if you would. She's uh, just uh, under uh, the weather a little bit this morning. And uh, pray for her if you would. All right, Psalm 8. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. 
When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. And hast madest, thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, and the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We serve a great God, amen. And if you read in the bulletin this morning, uh, I don't know if your parents taught you this. I remember mine taught me this little prayer when I was uh, a, a little child. God is great, God is good, uh, and on and on. And uh, now, don't, don't do that. I don't recommend teaching your children little prayers to memorize because that's not how we pray to God, amen? God wants us to pray to Him from our hearts. And as, some of the, as we'll look here in, in verse 2, it says, Out of the babes, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, hast thou ordained strength. And, and I will tell you that God uses the prayers of those little children many times in ways that he cannot use our prayers because we're carrying too much baggage with us for God to hear and use our prayers the way that he would want to. And uh, we, uh, in our travels, we saw many, many things and uh, went the whole way to Washington State and and uh, was able to just spend a few hours in Yellowstone National Park, drove through the Grand Tetons at night. Uh, we at least stopped and saw the stars, amen, and uh, had to keep moving. And uh, just one of, one of the things I want to do, I did not want to, to do this this morning, number one, there was not time, number two, um, I did not want the pictures... Uh, that we were able to take to detract or to take our attention away from the message. And uh, one of these uh, times, I'm just going to put a few of the pictures together and, because as we looked at God's creation, I'll tell you, I was just reminded of the greatness of God. Uh, we, uh, I preached a, a meeting. In fact, I preached more on vacation than I do when I'm working. Uh, but uh, it was good, and uh, I believe we uh, were able to be a blessing where we went, but uh, the meeting, it was a family camp. It was just out in the Cascade Mountains, and um, when it was over, we drove on to the Olympic Peninsula just to take a look at the Olympic National Forest. Now, we wanted to see the rainforest, but are given wrong directions, and so we ended up on the opposite end uh, of the rainforest. No way to get the whole way around. And there wouldn't have even been time if we had wanted to. But that's the way the Lord plans things. And talked to a forest ranger and he said, take this little road down here and you'll see exactly what you're looking for. And uh, so we did and came around a corner on this little one-lane road, and in front of us was thousands of feet of nothing. I mean, I was almost afraid to get out of the van. And uh, when I had to turn the van around, the kids were, Daddy, you're going to back over the cliff! And uh, you very easily could have. Um, and that would have been the last you ever heard of the Montoro family. It was, it was uh, quite, uh, quite a drop-off there. But you stood there. I finally got enough courage to get out of the van. And uh, I'm not good at heights, those of you that have worked with us in the building. But, I mean, this was unbelievable. Took a few pictures of uh, what is known as the Olympic Mountain Range. And, I mean, as far as the eye could see, mountains and steep, deep valleys I mean, there's nothing on the East Coast that comes anywhere near 
to the terrifying event that I am describing to you. And I began to think about this psalm, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. It is amazing to me, everywhere we went, there was little placards that some idiot, um, excuse me, some naturalist had put up trying to explain how these things happened without God. I'm glad my God is excellent. Amen. His name is above all. But I want us to start with this last phrase of verse 1. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. As we were driving down through the Grand Tetons at night, I stopped there at one of those little turnouts and just turned off the headlights. Of course, there were screams of terror from the back seat. Uh, I said, but look at the stars. They were just so absolutely fabulous. I mean, it looked like somebody had taken a planetarium and the only thing was it was real, amen? We didn't need the intervention of man. And... We, we looked at some things in Yellowstone National Park and got to see Old Faithful erupt and, and some of those neat things that, that people do to see the creation that God has given us. And the reason why I didn't want to show all the pictures this morning is because God's creation is so, uh, I guess the word would be wowing. I mean, it's just, it's beyond astounding. You just sit there and go... I don't believe what I'm seeing here. And yet the psalmist, a thousand years before Jesus walked this earth, wrote, Thou hast set thy glory, where? Above the heavens. We get wrapped up in so much in God's creation because it's something we can see. And I mean, it just, I can still feel the fear as I think in my mind, standing on that precipice, looking out there at the beauty of God's creation, those mountains that were formed. But God's glory is greater than that. Don't get wrapped up in what we can see because what is coming is so much greater, it's not even worthy to be compared. Amen? God's glory is above creation. You want to go out in creation, I'm glad you're here at church this morning. That's where we belong on Sunday morning. Amen? And we did not miss one service while we were on vacation Sunday morning, Sunday night. In fact, the last Wednesday night service, we got into town 10 minutes before the service started, had to change clothes. The pastor met us in the parking lot, and uh, we had two irons going in two different hotel rooms and got to the service uh, just as the song service ended, and the kids sang several songs and, and, and preached that night at a little church in Kansas, it's important to be where God wants us because if we allow our attention to get on creation rather than the creator, we're going to be just like all the rest of the pagans in the world. We do a disservice to our God if we allow more desire, more tension, more, more of our uh, wow factor. Can we just call that? I mean, God is bigger than all of those things. Amen? His glory, the word glory, has a base in the idea of shadow. What we are seeing here on earth and seeing in the creation that God has given us is, is merely just a, a shadowy image 
of the greatness of the God for whom we have assembled together to worship this morning. I, I wish that I personally could get as just overwhelmed with the greatness of God as easily as it was to be overwhelmed with the beauty and the greatness of God's creation. I believe it's something that we need to work at. Amen? It is, it is something that ha- takes constant endeavor on our part. It is easy when we see some great expanse to say, wow. It's a whole lot harder inside a little tiny auditorium as we are today to look at the Creator God and go, how great Thou art. How truly great the God of heaven is. His glory is above the heavens. He is greater. He is the creator of all. We need to understand and to contemplate and to meditate upon the excellence of the name of the Lord our God. He is the creator. Amen? But is he not the Savior? Amen? Is he not the Redeemer of mankind? Is he not the one who is going to consummate all things? And In fact, this little psalm is talking about that, and I'm getting ahead of myself. But as we look at verse 2, I want us to move on. It says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Now, you hear me saying often, the Bible is its own best commentary. The Bible will teach us what the Bible wants us to understand about the Bible. Let me read you a verse. Matthew, in fact, turn there if you would. Matthew chapter 21, verse 16. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Jesus is quoting this very verse. Matthew chapter 21. And let's get the context. Verse 15. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings Thou hast perfected praise. Now, I want you to keep a finger there and turn back to Psalm 2. And ver- Psalm 8, I'm sorry, in verse 2, it says, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained what? Strength. Now, Jesus was quoting this verse, There is no doubt. But he said it a little differently than the psalmist said, did he not? Jesus said, out of the mouth and babes and sucklings hast thou perfected praise. David said, ordained strength. Now, was Jesus misquoting the Bible? How could he? He wrote it, amen? The... uh, If you're a scholar, you would say, well, Jesus was quoting from the Septuagint, a Greek translation of the Old Testament. 
There's no such thing as a Septuagint, and if there was, the Jews weren't using it, amen? Let alone the God who wrote those words. Let's read the rest of this verse in, verse, uh, in Psalm 8. It says, Because of thine enemies. Who was speaking to Jesus in Matthew chapter 21? His enemies. Look at the rest of that verse. That thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. I ask you to think, those of you that are very familiar with the Bible today, how many times did Jesus use the praise of ignorant, unlearned men to stop the plotting and the planning of his enemies? How many times? In fact, right here, you, could, you can just hear the venom hissing in their voice. Hearest thou what these say? Don't you understand what they're saying? They're calling you the Messiah. She said, yeah. They are, aren't they? Because I am the very God whom you claim to worship. But because of your traditions, you cannot truly worship me. Do you remember what he asked them in, in uh, Luke chapter 20? They came up and they said, What authority do you do these things? This was the next day. He said, Let me ask you a question, then I'll answer yours. If you answer mine, I'll answer yours. I love Jesus, don't you? He said, John's baptism, was it from heaven or was it of men? And they reasoned among themselves... If we say of men, the people will stone us. Uh, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained what? Strength. Because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. I will tell you one thing is the same, no matter what part of this country you are in. If you want to serve the God of this book called the Bible, you're going to have to deal with the enemy. There are going to be many trials and temptations. There are going to be many burdens to be borne. Some you can share with people, others you must bear in silence. Unless you're talking to God, amen? You see, I believe that praise and strength, though they're different words, talking about the exact same thing. That God has ordained praise from his children. Remember the book of Nehemiah? The joy of the Lord is what? Is your strength. Have you ever gotten just under the pressures and the problems of this life? Have you ever taken... Uh, I love Brother Nielsen's definition of discouragement. It's forgetting who God is. Amen. I mean, that's really what it is. And, and when we take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ and we begin to get discouraged and and weary in our ways and worn out and wondering how in the world we're ever going to survive and we're ever going to live through the next day, if we'll only stop and begin to understand who God is, all of a sudden the strength comes back, doesn't it? I believe there's a verse that says lest you be wearied in your own minds and faint. That's where the battle is, is it not? And here we see the psalmist writing here, and, and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't until just recently that 
I began to really grasp what this verse was talking about. And, and, and when I read Matthew chapter 21, as Jesus is quoting this verse, I mean, it was like the curtains were drawn back. And what the psalmist is really talking about is he wants you and I to understand how excellent the Lord is. His choices are always the best. Sometimes He leads us through the valleys of sorrow. But if we'll praise Him, we'll find strength greater than any sorrow that we will face on this earth. Amen? Thou hast ordained... And by the way, it says babes and sucklings. That's little children who are not yet able to think and analytically reason for themselves. We destroy a lot of the blessings that God showers us with because we have to think about them first. Jesus said, Except ye become as little children, shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. We need to stop trying so hard to be adults, amen? And praise God for who He is because that's where the strength is. That's what stills the enemy and the avenger. I've met many people over the year that, years that love to talk about spiritual warfare. And uh, I'll tell you, that makes me nervous anytime I start hearing that stuff. I'll tell you, you want spiritual warfare? You want the devil to run away from you? You just start praising the Lord for His goodness. You start meditating on the excellence of His name. And I'll tell you what, the devil doesn't want to be around that stuff. Now, if you're of that mistaken lot that you think you're going to go chasing demons... Uh, with the sword of the Spirit and all that kind of stuff, please stay away from me and, and, and uh, give up on those ideas and don't bring that to church, amen? Uh, that kind of foolishness is only for your own self-glorification has no part of this book called the Bible. You're no match for the devil, but you just start praising the Lord. It says, ordained strength, perfected praise. And by the way, there's an awful lot that goes on for praise today that is not praise. Jumping for Jesus isn't praise. Just getting excited for the sake of excitement is not praise. I, I, sometimes I wish we could just load us all up and drive to that precipice where we were. There's not enough room for our whole church to even stand there. Uh, that's how small it was. Uh, and, and just be overwhelmed with what you see. And then stop and say, and understand, this is nothing. This is only the shadow of his glory. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? That's what the psalmist said. We get so wrapped up in ourselves, we forget God. I don't know where I picked this one up. I'll take credit for it if no one else does. But only God could waste the entire universe on us few little human beings. Amen? Only God has that much resource. It is proof of the greatness of God. I mean, we drove hours and hours and hours, and I don't want to talk about how many hours, but it was a lot of them, all right? And you'd see absolutely nothing except trees and mountains and maybe a little house. And then there'd be a little city. 
And then there'd be hours and hours. I said, you know, I told my kids, I said, people talk about population explosion. I said, where is it here? You see, you could get lost in this place and never be found. That's the work of his fingers. Yet the book of Isaiah says that he bared his right arm for our salvation. But even that wasn't strenuous for God, amen? His greatness is above those things. Look at verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. Again, I want the Bible to comment on the Bible and teach us what is being spoken about here. And so what we must needs do is go to what I have called the, the switchboard, the connection place of the entire Bible, the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. And we spent most of one Thursday night in the book of Hebrews examining these verses and then back to the book of Psalms to the very chapter that we are looking at today because the writer of the book of Hebrews is putting these things together. Verse 6, But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Verse 9. But we see Jesus, amen, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man, for it became him. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Do you get what he's talking about here? We think of the creation of God. But the psalmist wants us to think of Jesus Christ. How he came to earth. Was he received with waiting arms? Did the whole world want to embrace him? Yes, there was an angelic choir the night he was born. There were a few wise men that came within the next two years to worship. Those shepherds, they came the night he was born. But that's not the purpose of his coming. What did they say about Jesus while he hung on the cross? If you come off the cross, we'll believe you're who you said you were. If God wants him, God can have him. That's what they were saying. He called himself the Son of God. Well, God, what are you doing about this? We've got him nailed to a cross. It says, we did esteem him, smitten, stricken of God. What did it say in Isaiah 53? Yet it pleased God to bruise him. He said he would be satisfied with the sufferings, with the shed blood of Jesus Christ 
on the cross. That's what the psalmist is talking about. Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will what? Draw all men unto me. We are here today to worship Jesus Christ. I am glad we are not as many religions that have a list of gods that need to be prayed to and worshipped. And it's really interesting how many different religions really do believe in a plurality of gods because this thing called worship is something that belongs only to God. Worship includes the singing that we have sung today. There's a religion that sings songs to Mary in worship and adoration. That means you have more than one God. There are many religions that believe in praying to many different gods. Because prayer should only be prayed to God. No one else. In fact, I heard a preacher preach one time, well, I pray a little bit to God the Father, and then I pray some to Jesus, and I don't want the Holy Spirit to be left out, so I pray a little to Him too. He was supposed to have a doctor degree and all kinds of stuff. He needs to go get an education from this book called the Bible. Jesus said, you address your prayers to God the Father in the name of Jesus under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's how we pray, amen? That's why our God has such an excellent name. There is no name that is compared to his name. Because not only did he create this world, He came and he died to pay the price for our sins. But the thing that I understand the least, he is not ashamed to call us brethren. We are adopted into his family. The Bible says that we will be one with God someday. No, we're not going to become God. That's the world's view. It's just that we'll know everything that God wants us to know. Amen? My daughter asked the question on our vacation. She said, Daddy, we've been in a lot of different churches, and sometimes we're, even though we're all independent Baptists, there's some little things we disagree on. What's going to happen in heaven? I said, God's going to take care of all that before we get there. Amen? There won't be anybody arguing in heaven. We all know the truth. And the one truth that overwhelms all is the greatness of of our God. Let's turn to Psalm 8 and then we'll be done this morning. Verse 9. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Now, we came to church this morning, many of us bearing burdens of this life, struggles that we are struggling with, things that we have to do that we're just not excited about, and and there's just a lot of things going on, and you cannot stop the flow of life. Life is not something, just stop for a few minutes, I want to get off and take a rest. No, not even on vacation. Things still move. You ought to see the stack of mail that's waiting. But I'm not worried about that. It'll come in time. I'll tell you what'll give me strength to deal with all that pack of mail. It's just remember the excellency 
of the Lord which we serve. Amen. That's where the strength comes. If you came here weak this morning, worn out with the battles, thou hast ordained strength where? Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. Stop trying to understand everything. Start out of a true and honest heart asking God to help you understand how great He is, how excellent His name is. Are you trusting in that name today? If you're not, you just need to look around you at this world. Realize that's the work of His fingers. We could solve all the political problems of this world if we could just get these religions to understand that Jesus does not need their help, nor does he desire in any way for them to try to establish his kingdom here on earth. He'll do it all by himself. Thank you very much. Amen. The greatest battles are going on right now in the hearts and lives as we sit in these pews. Can I allow the excellency of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be greater than the difficulties I face? Greater than the decisions I have to make? Greater than the beauty of His creation? Greater than anything I can see or perceive? That's where the answer is. The world didn't care when Jesus came to earth. They only mocked and laughed at him as he died on the cross. Those who said they believed in him were hiding for fear. He was alone. But he paid the price of our sins. The book of Hebrews says, We do not see all things put under his feet yet, but the day's coming. So I'm not going to get so nervous about what's going on in the Middle East. I'm going to worship him whose name is above all names. That at every name, every, that at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. What? He is Lord. Salvation is very simple. It is submitting your will to the creator God of the universe, to the God of this book called the Bible, who is not ashamed to call us sinful, weak human beings his brothers and sisters. If you're going to live, you've got to live in the knowledge of his greatness and his excellence regardless of the problems and the difficulties we face. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and we're thankful that your name is excellent, that there are no peers, there are no, nothing that can be compared. The most beautiful, breathtaking sights we see are only the works of your fingertips. You didn't break a sweat when you created this vast universe in which we find ourselves alone with the Creator. We ask that you would do your work during this time of invitation, that we would not try to think and analyze and reason but we would plead for you to make us as the little babes. And we would throw away our understanding and simply cast ourselves upon your mercy. Lord, we pray for those that are here today that are unsaved. 
that you would do your work. We pray for those that walked into this building this morning bearing the heavy and the crushing burdens of this life. Lord, we pray that they would be able to understand that your praise is your strength and that we would not be satisfied with some hyped up foaming at the mouth version of praise but Lord we would allow your the understanding of what Jesus did on the cross for us the fact that he is coming to be the king of this world that that would be the core of our praise toward God we ask that you would do your work in each heart and life that you may receive the glory from this time spent together around your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And we're just not going to even finish that prayer yet. I'd like everyone to keep their heads bowed and their eyes closed. If you need to pray this morning, we have a place right here we call an altar. would like you just to step out of your seat where you are and come down and spend a little bit of time here talking to God. As Sharon begins the hymn of invitation, it's one that we know well. Would you just step out and spend some time at an old-fashioned altar? Let's not be long this morning. We're not going to sing. But if the cares and struggles of this life are greater than the God you serve, then you need to come here and leave those cares and struggles. That's where the strength is to bear the burdens. If you're here today and you're not saved, you just need to surrender. To the Word of God. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. And all God's people said, Amen. Praise the Lord for each one that is here today. Just want to remind you tonight we have our regular evening service. And uh, next Monday is uh, Labor Day. Uh, the, it is the day of the big street fair up here on 30th Avenue. Uh, we'd like to set up a booth. If you'd like to help us out, uh, we'll be there uh, set up is about 9 o'clock, and then uh, we'll, the street fair officially opens about 11, and we'll be there till about 5 in the evening. And so if you have an hour or two or three, you'd like to 
spend just passing out gospel tracts, talking people to, the, about, to people about the Lord. We'll get it out. Uh, that would be an excellent opportunity. And uh, as oftentimes we are moved uh, from where our paper says we are going to be, uh, just call either my cell phone or the church office and we'll have somebody here uh, that will tell us, uh, tell you where uh, our booth is located. Usually it's just on the first block here around the corner uh, between 34th and 35th, so uh, look for us there. Uh, we need our ushers to come, if they would at this time, and uh, let us worship the Lord in our tithes and in our offerings. Holy Father in heaven, we praise you and thank you for your uh, great love and goodness to us. We praise you, God, that you protect our, your servants um, coming home safely. We thank you for gathering us in your holy place to hear your wonderful and uh, holy word. We praise you for our visitor and um, members who left here and um, performed their their um, duties as your child. We praise for your comfort word that uh, enlightened us our mind and gave us protection in our health. Today, we ask and pray that please bless our uh, thanks in this um, offering to further your works in this world. In your most precious uh, name, our Lord Jesus Christ, we thanks everything. Amen. Amen. All right, we got one more announcement, then I'll let you do whatever you're doing here. Um, we have Brother Kearney and his wife and family with us. They're missionaries to Ghana. Um, due to lack of cell phone service and just weirdness of hours, I was not able to return the call. I did not know they would be here this morning. And so uh, pray for them and... Uh, uh, would would it be okay for our church just to give them a check for $150 to help them on their way? Would that be acceptable? Uh, we love missions. We love missionaries. And uh, uh, I'll be talking to you tonight. Brother Franklin in Nebraska uh, has left the church that he has started. But praise God, uh, he had the uh, strength to, to get... Uh, another man to come in and take his position and uh, so we'll need to change our support over to help the second preacher of that church I hate to lose our investment amen and uh, so we'll be talking more about that tonight and uh, I guess I'd better turn this thing over to brother Ted here well uh, so they, you guys were gone for a little over three weeks not quite, not quite three weeks. Uh, Brother Franz, do you want to roll it up? We, uh, we, all, we all just wanted to let you know how much we appreciated you guys and how much we missed you. We're glad to see you back. We got you a little gift here you can open up in a little bit. And we also, knowing that you came back late last night, and, um, and I think it's even much more of a blessing knowing that Julia's under the weather. We also, uh, although I'm sure the kids are ready for some home cooking, 
We got the next best thing. We got some good home style Greek food for you for lunch as well. So uh, let's let's give them a warm round of applause. Welcome them back. We, we we love you. We miss you. And uh, and uh, can we can we get a loud nice loud amen? Yeah. Amen. All right. We like that too. Uh, and welcome back. And uh, are, are we done with our announcements? Yes. Okay. Make sure you shake Pastor's hand as he's out there. Welcome back. Uh, let's uh, just turn to our hymnals. We'll uh, do our benediction. Seven hundred and five. If you need the word, 705, take the name of Jesus with you. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where you go. Precious name.